1: <laughs> I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in, depend on it.
2: Jamie Foxx here. You there? You listening to the Mark Aram Show? You know. No, i want this town to be near you. No, great guys ever turn.
0: Welcome back to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 11.07, 7 after 11. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Hawks about to lose to the Cavs. Game 1 at Phillips Arena. A little under 19 seconds to go. The Hawks are down by 6, now 7 points. So, bleh. Damari Carroll out with a apparent torn ACL. Not good news for the home team. I will hopefully make your night a little bit better than the Hawks did tonight as we discuss mortal work enemies. I have one. I told you at the top of the show, there's a guy that works here. Luckily, I don't work directly with him. But if we are walking past each other in the hallway, we will not make eye contact. If we are in the break room together, we will not say a word. And I don't even know how this started, but he is truly my mortal work enemy. And I don't think I'm the only one he has. Uh, this is a pretty much uh, a disliked guy from soup to nuts. Clark Howard doesn't like this guy. That's, that's how... That's saying a lot. Exactly. Thank you. Clark Howard doesn't like this banana. So anyway, he's my mortal work enemy, and I just wanted to know if I was weird for having one. Chuck had one, or has had multiple, which I guess is uh apropos i could Most see definitely. that yeah dowden's never had one because he's just a nice guy jennifer griffey's live in the wsb cnn 24-hour news center you ever had a, a mortal work enemy jen you're too sweet to have a mortal work enemy
3: <laughs> thanks
1: pinocchio yeah
0: have you ever have oh, you ever yeah. had one? oh yeah definitely do you have one currently
1: uh no comment
0: wow see i never would have guessed that you're like a big bowl of peaches and cream how can anyone not love you
1: why don't you do a survey? I bet that's not going to come back
0: like that. I think that was part of the employee survey we took the other day. Uh, all right, so your mortal work enemy uh, stories. do you have one? If so, why? 404 872 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. Kim's up next on The Mark Aram Show. Hello, Kim.
3: Hey, how are you?
0: Excellent. How are you doing, dear? I'm all right. What's your, you have a mortal work enemy right now?
3: Oh, I've got a really good one for you. All right, talk to me. <laughs> okay. I was at my job. I'm not there anymore. Okay. I was there for like nine years. Okay. Uh, it was a, inside sales, strictly commissioned. Mm-hmm. So it was dog-eat-dog, okay. you know, with the sharks. Gotcha. Um, there were maybe four or five of us that were strictly commissioned that were sales, and we were, you know, with them in the back, we were like a big family. Okay. We had our disagreements, but everyone, you know, got along, made sure. up, whatever. They hired this one girl. And within a year, corporate was called in three times. Um, <laughs> and called in decided, for what? And, um, for anything you can think of. What she ended up doing was she was like a wolf in sheep's clothing. She or whatever. She came and she was friends with everybody. She, including myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I was kind of I was top dog there. I was top sales for years. And everybody told me, you know, she wants your job, she wants your job. Uh, she befriended me more than anybody. Okay. But what she ended up doing is see we were so close knit. I mean we would you know, we would go out after work sometimes, you know, have drinks, do whatever. We were friends. She got in this clique with us and what she ended up doing is she would end up saying anything that we would say, she would go tell the other one oh.
0: and add stuff
3: to it. And she had every single one of us turned against each other. You
0: got you got to be careful about people like that.
3: Oh my! And so you have no idea. And then she pulled the racial card. Mm-hmm. And she evidently, and this was against our, the, the boss, the big boss. She evidently went to whoever the e, whatever it is that you go to, and. I mean, that's incorporated. Oh, uh, hang, hang on one second, Kim.
0: we got to break in. Jennifer?
2: Breaking news from the WSB 24-hour news desk.
1: This just into the newsroom. The Atlanta Hawks have just lost game one of the Eastern Conference Final to the Cavaliers, 97-89. to Again, the Hawks losing the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals to the Cavaliers, 97-89. Marcus going to have more for you, I'm sure.
0: Like I told you two minutes ago, the Hawks lost to the Cavs, 97-89. <laughs> to 89. Thanks for the uh, confirmation, Jen, from the WSBC. And then you love breaking in with, with Bumpkiss. That's
1: her job.
0: That's her job. Last time Jen broke in was the Tom Brady press conference. I was conference.
1: just going to say, does that beat the Tom Brady <laughs> press conference?
0: Yes. Uh, good stuff. We'll I'm put just... it in our air check package. <laughs> there you go. Sweet peaches and cream. Just flip me off. Mike's in Lawrenceville. Mike, you're on the Mark Aram Show.
4: Hey mark uh you and I have actually met a couple years ago with our your friend Chris, which Chris your accountant,
0: oh, all right, my man Chris and I yeah, I
4: introduced you and you said it was the most strange introduction you ever had because i uh, commented that I knew your mother's gynecologist.
0: <laughs> I do remember that you do you know my mom's gynecologist, which was absolutely the weirdest inter uh <laughs> uh
1: introduction of all time
4: ever. anyway, in college. Uh, high school and college, I had a job working as an uh, air conditioner installer back in the 70s uh-huh. uh, where people had no air conditioners. And me and another, one of the uh, gentlemen that I, my father worked with, uh, he and my son, he and his son, uh, we had to install window air conditioners. So we would get up and Go up on to the whole on air conditioner up to the 14th floor okay. and try to put it in the window. And I would say, Okay, hand me a three quarter inch nut driver. And he would say, <laughs> Ah, it's in the truck. Yeah. And I would be sitting there holding, balancing a 300 pound air conditioner on the window. And
0: you need the three quarter thing nut driver. Right. Well,
4: yeah. I, I wouldn't him <laughs> to go back out to the truck. Yeah. And get it. And then he would bring it up, and I said, "Okay,
0: with the pliers." Oh, I forgot the pliers. Oh, um, and, all right. So, so this guy became your mortal work enemy just because he was inept.
4: He was inept, and I was finally, I was like, "You, Teddy, you hold this, and I'll go back down to the truck to get it, and I will hope." You fall out the window. Oh my God! Oh yourself! <laughs> wow! Before I get back,
0: that's and did he? Did he do that? Did he take your uh, advice? No, actually. No. But,
4: but the <laughs> story is, we survived that summer, but that fall he was killed in an auto accident. Oh,
0: gee, what, Mike? What a downer, man! Oh, this story just took yeah. a big turn. Sorry, Mike, I gotta go. You're you're bringing this down. Rich is up next. Uh, Rich, welcome to the program.
2: Hey Mark, how you doing? What's up, brother? Well, I got I got a good one for you. Okay. Um, I'm a professional driver. I've been a professional driver for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Professional driver, and I've I primarily have worked for race teams. And I worked for a race team in Florida, and there was this guy there. Um, he was the head of transportation. Okay. So we had, we were with, uh, we had, it was an inaugural race team, uh, with Audi and we were going to Canada and this guy, I I had known this guy for not too long, but long enough where I thought he was a, you know, a decent guy and I'd consider his friend. And, uh, we got on this trip to Canada and the whole ride, and they were co-driving, okay?
0: That's a long and, trip.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we had to go, uh, we had to go up to, our uh. We had to go up to Chicago and pick up the second race car at the airport. They had flew it from Europe, and we had to pick it up. And
0: okay, so off. how did you become mortal enemies with this guy?
2: Well, the whole trip, I kept asking him, you know, should we should we be filling in our log books? Oh no, no, you don't, to, you don't have to worry. We drive races for race teams. You don't have to worry about a log book. Uh-huh. Now, I had always wanted a log book. I had never ever ran without. So, we got, make a long story short, we get all the way, we get up to Canada, we do the race, we get everything done. Now, this was before 9 uh, 11, so when you went into Canada. It was easy. It, it was easy, it it was, yeah, yeah. It was easy. But you still had to stop on the American side
0: and. Show your logbook.
2: No, not your logbook. We had an inventory for the complete contents of the truck. Okay. You can't, you can't take anything to Canada. And if they, they don't want you to bring anything back without paying the duty tax.
0: Understood. So,
2: so you have to have a complete manifest or a complete inventory. So anyway, before you go into Canada, they take a red magic marker, they look at your manifest, and they take that red magic marker and mark all the way around the perimeter, so you can't add anything. Okay. So when you come out and you go to the Canadian or the American side, after you go through the Canadian side, they can see that you haven't... Brought anything back? Understood. Well, we never did that. Okay. We never, we never even stopped. And I'm coming back from Canada now. This guy had flown back to Florida and was. So, oh, so back
0: you're driving Florida. by yourself back?
2: Now, yeah. Now, now I'm driving by myself back, and I'm going to Lime Rock, Connecticut, for the next race.
0: I love Lime Rock Raceway.
2: Yeah, it's great track. My home track is. Yeah. Back. So, so anyway, I'm coming. I'm. I had I knew. I just knew he was setting me up. And I and not only that, this guy had to have a six-pack of beer between the seats. Oh jeez. While we were driving, okay? Now, so I we're running out of time,
0: real quick. Tell me how this thing ends, Rich.
2: Okay. Well, how it ended? <laughs> I ended up uh getting through the getting through the customs checkpoint by telling them uh I don't know anything about this, man. I flew in on a private jet and that was it. I, I'm <laughs> I feel nothing, man. You I got
0: know. out of it. Well, that's, that, that's fantastic, Rich. Whew, my head hurts. I need a nap. Michael, Mike, you're next. 404 872 0750 800 WSB Talk. Your mortal work enemy stories. 404 872 0750. The abbreviated editions, please. At Mark Arum, M A R K A R U M on Twitter. This is The Mark Arum Show. To Mark Harum on 95.5 and AM 750,
5: WSB. Welcome back to the show, 1123,
0: 76 degrees on Peachtree Street. Braves win, Hawks lose, and I'm singing the flu blues. Michael joins us in Gainesville. Michael, tell me about your mortal work enemy, please. Uh, Which one? <laughs> Give me the, the most hated
5: most hated I right, uh let's say I'm in the national guard and uh 5 years ago um we deployed to Afghanistan mm-hmm. and uh this guy and I were really good friends and uh I don't know our company split up and I'm not sure what happened but when we got back um the whole relationship just changed mm mm-hmm. And now we just we go out of our way to make life hell,
0: Oh really, so you like yeah. take action against each other
5: oh yeah, we we try to humiliate each other in front of uh, peers and subordinates um Wow,
0: <laughs> so you still in the, in the service? yeah, wow that's that's <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to pick a fight with with anyone that served in Afghanistan
4: uh, but I'm i not- do I
0: do thank you for your service that's yeah, this mortal enemy. I could, I could. Guys getting caddy. I could hold up like his. I could put my hand on his face and hold him out like this. You know, like in a cartoon where you just, you know, and his arms He'll are him swing f- away, swinging away. Yeah, that's that's the kind of mortal enemy I want, not someone that's killed people. Uh, Mike's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Mike. Good evening, Mark. How are you tonight? Excellent, sir. What's going on? Uh, I believe
5: I can tie this in with one part of the the subject from last night. Was one of the better parts of uh, living in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I got sober in Atlanta. Good for you. I- I've been a blue collar construction worker all my life, and I I became the mortal enemy. I was on a project. I would guess I was about two years sober into it, and you know we were working uh, four ten. Oh,
0: we uh, will go to Derek now in Gainesville. Derek, you're on the Mark Aram show.
5: Hey, Mark Aram, first time caller. Welcome What's aboard, Derek.
0: How are you, sir?
5: Thank you. I'm good. I was uh, self employed for 25 years, and I ended up having a couple of strokes and I had to go work for somebody. And um happened to be a car dealership. And one of the bosses there, she would always intentionally forget to put things in the deal that we were supposed to get signed by the customer. And we wouldn't get paid unless we got that signed by the customer. So we'd always have to get the customer to come back.
0: That's annoying. So,
5: what I used to do is, you know, they used to complain about people being late in the morning. But well, she was always late. I mean, she was always one of the managers late. It was five managers. And every time she came in, I'd say good morning in her name. And all the guys would, would go, oh, man, I can't believe you. I used, to, I used to always, every morning she'd come in late. I'd, I'd say hello. And when it's time for her to leave, I always say have a good night. And well, that's good. Never say good night.
0: You kill him with kindness. I like that uh, aspect. I'm not doing that with this mortal enemy, but, you know, kill him with kindness. John's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, John.
4: Well, my mortal enemy back in the mid '70s, I was a police officer. I'm six five, about two fifty. Former college ass football player. Mm-hmm. A training officer was five eight, and the police vehicles had bench seats. He never let me drive, and he smoked and would pile up his ashes Ugh. on the on the uh, steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, the, so that was no fun. And um,
0: and you had to drive around with this guy all the time. Eight hours. Maybe, oh, uh, I'm just trying to imagine up. driving eight hours in a car with my mortal enemy, the one I have it right went. now.
5: It wasn't a whole lot of fun, but uh, that's what it was.
0: That's uh, Well, thanks for sharing that, John. See, that was that's the way you do it. John got quick, to the point. In and out, out of the room, it. like an assassin. Bam. Painted a visual picture in, in a car with his mortal enemy. His mortal enemy, smoke it, ash it all over the place. That's a fantastic story right there. That's how we're Quick, doing it. to the point. Yes, exactly.
1: Didn't start out with, hey, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good That that's, never that's turns <laughs> out right. Never a <laughs> good never sign. never turns
0: out hey, right. Hey, you're, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> All right, um, we're done with this, by the way. We're done. We've we've seen our true colors, our stripes. We, we, we're we done we're with mortal people. enemies. We are going to honor David Letterman coming up next after news, weather, and traffic. So much so, I know you might be racing home to see the Letterman finale. Don't worry about it. We're going to tap into it and play it here live on the Mark Aram Show. I might get in trouble for it, but what are you going to do? That's how I do it. I'm here to serve you, my friends. 404... No, don't call. Don't call. We're talking Letterman. We're coming back after news, weather, and traffic. You can tweet at me, though, at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is... The Mark Aaron Show.
4: Six
3: dresses and double dresses. Swiggy smacks some wigs, kids. The bookity bookity booklet boys about to get a hip My waist bone's connected to my hip bone. My hip bone's connected to my thigh bone. My thigh bone's connected to my knee bone.
0: I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24 Album Breaking News Center is on alert. Alert. With immediate breaking news, severe
2: weather alerts, traffic
0: red, red alerts. Alert. From Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to the show, 11.35, 25 in front of Midnight. I am not David Letterman. Tonight is Letterman's final broadcast. The show just kicked off on CBS. As a CBS radio affiliate, I'm going to take the liberty of dipping into it right now. The show just started. Here's a taped clip with Letterman and President Obama. We just missed that. Guest star tonight. Special top 10
4: list and
0: Food Fighters. What?
6: A squad Schaefer and the CBS Orchestra. I'm Alan Coulter. And
2: now, a boy from a small town in India.
0: That's got to be the toughest ticket ever to get. The Letterman final show. I'm a little disappointed in Foo Fighters as a musical guest, though. I guess they're popular. Dave's favorite. Oh, is that his favorite? Yeah. I feel bad for Paul Schaefer. Like, he doesn't want to retire. (laughs) I think they played like a whole week on his show not too long ago. Oh, yeah? Where's Letterman? He's not on stage. He He just ran by. Empty stage. Standing ovation. This is the final Letterman show you're hearing live. They wearing a dark suit, low key tie, black shoes, kissing, blowing uh, kisses to the crowd. They're still on their feet. He, he has he does look old, doesn't yeah, he? he? Looks
1: super old. What do you suppose tickets were to get to that show?
0: Oh, I can't even imagine. i I honestly haven't seen his show in probably ten years. He does look old.
1: I never watched it.
0: Back in the day, he was the man. All right, let's see what he has to say. Final monologue, David Letterman. Showing the inside of his jacket. Two applause. He's embarrassed. He's truly embarrassed by this.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
6: Thank you.
0: They will not stop applauding. This is pretty remarkable.
6: Please be seated. I don't know what to do.
0: I don't see any stars in the audience. It looks like just normal folk. Right, thank
6: you. That's it. That's it. Stop it. Stop it. Right there. Now don't make me. Okay. All right. Sit down.
0: Thank <laughs> He's you. getting mad. Don't
6: make me. Now, see now what happens. We don't have time for the giving gifts to the audience segment. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Late Show. I want to tell you one thing, Uh, I'll be honest with you, it's beginning to look like I'm not going to get the Tonight Show. I don't think (laughs) (laughs) so. Nice.
0: We'll throw back joke there. uh,
6: I'll tell you something else, Uh, and I know people are well-meaning, but I am sick and tired. Maybe, Paul, you get a little of this. What are you going to do now that uh, you're retired? Yeah. What are you going to do now yeah, that you're retired? Everything. Well, uh, yeah. okay. All right. You want to know what I'm going to do now that I'm retired? Yeah. By God, I hope to become the new face of Scientology.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. That was good. This is David Letterman's final monologue, folks, on the Mark Aram Show.
6: Don't don't kid yourself. Emotions are running high in in this building. I was uh, talking to, uh, with a sound guy backstage, Dutch. Yes, and, yes. And Dutch. he, uh, well, you know, come to think of it, that may not be his name. I, <laughs> for the last twenty years, I've been calling everybody Dutch. That's <laughs> uh, well, all, right. all right. it's All right. Speaking of emotional farewells, here now is my uh, goodbye farewell statement. To the staff that took place earlier today. I hope you enjoy this.
0: Dave Letterman appearing via hologram to his staff. And then disappears. That was kind of weak. They all can't be winners, Chuck. They rarely are on the show. Come on, this is a classic show. Me,
6: Dave, when did you know it was time to retire? And I said, well, there were signs. There's always signs along the way. And uh, I think one of the signs was uh, uh, Todd, the cue card kid, uh, came up to me and he said, for the love of God, Dave, I can't write the words any bigger. Ah. <laughs> Remember that? Okay, All right. All right. Oh this is a great segment. I love this segment. The name of this segment is a comedy we would have done tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you see? This is stuff <laughs> This is stuff we had planned mm-hmm. for Thursday. Okay. I hope you enjoy it.
2: Will personally apologize to you for financial improprieties in exchange for a donation. A Mad Max tie-in promotion from Supercuts and Mike. All right, this
0: is D's weak. Turn this down a little bit, Mike. All right, so I'm going to keep dipping into uh, Letterman. It's the I. I know you're not a fan, Chuck, but he re and revolutionized the late night talk show. Without no, I
1: remember staying up when I was a kid. Like when I, I would slip into the family room downstairs and watch him when I was a kid, when he came on after Carson, because I used to get to watch Carson sure. when I was a kid with my grandparents. I'd watch it and I thought it was great. But after the Leno thing and into I just I, his CBS show, I, I just never got into it.
0: Now, like, now obviously Carson is the the best of all time, but Letterman was the bridge. He, oh, absolutely. You know, he took what was the 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 stoic late-night show um, and expanded a little bit and, and made it a little more fun. And without him, you don't have the Fallons and the Kimmels and et cetera, et cetera. Let's go back to David Letterman's final show.
6: <laughs> okay. but, now, here's the problem when you don't have your own show anymore. Mm. Here's the problem. Russia. When I screw up now, yes. and Lord knows I'll be screwing up, yeah. I have to go on somebody else's show to apologize. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. I'll tell you this. uh, It's been hard on my family. And I don't know where the confusion happened. I don't know where it began. But my son keeps saying, Why does Daddy have to go to prison?
0: All right, this is a a pretty weak final monologue. I'm not going to, you know sugar This is the strongest monologue ever. I remember,
6: Paul, you remember this when we started the show. Uh, there were uh, mixed uh, responses. Uh, on the one hand, uh, some people said that the show didn't have a chance. Mm. Remember that? hmm yeah. Half of the people said, that show doesn't have a chance. On the other hand, the other half of the people says, that show doesn't have a prayer. That's uh, <laughs> I like, What do you... I was having a trouble uh, sleeping last night because has that been a show? Sure, oh yes, yeah. yes. So I was up late right, was of this.
0: Let's let's channel. go. Uh, I do want to continue to tri- pay tribute to to Letterman, and we'll get back to the show if anything uh, historic pops up. But Mark Dowden and found uh, an interesting piece. I think it was done by PBS on the uh, on the Letterman uh, finale, his retirement, 30 years doing late night, um, and, and one of the you know the, the obvious absolute kings of late night television. Um, from Jack Parr uh, to Johnny Carson to David Letterman. Leno's in there as well. Obviously, Leno had a massive amount of success. Um, but de- definitely, Letterman is on that uh, Mount Rushmore of, of late-night talk show hosts. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, he did uh, some groundbreaking stuff back in the day. And I think once he started getting beat by Leno, he, he yeah. kind of... Um, reined it in a little bit and it was trying to cater too much to the 11 o'clock audience because when he was on at midnight he let it fly and then we got the 11 o'clock show he tried to you know go head to head with Leno and he tamed it down a little
1: bit I sometimes think that's what happened to Conan like he was great at 11, 11, you know, coming yeah. on late, and then when he moved to The Tonight Show, it was just everything was different. It yeah. just didn't feel like the same. It wasn't him, and I, maybe that's similar to what happened. He
0: tried to bring I mean, it happens once you get that show, The Tonight Show, or The 11.30 show as opposed to The 12.30 show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You try to kind of tame it down a little bit and try to make it um, a, a softer show to, to reach more people. Yeah. And it, it didn't work. It hasn't worked uh, for Conan. Although his his TBS show, I guess, is
1: his TBS show is good. It's he's back got the edge back. To, yeah, it's, it's it's back to what it was when he was on a twelve. Because there's no pressure. No, then, you know, none at all. There's and no cable, pressure none. on TBS. None. No, none whatsoever. All but. Right. That's all i had on
0: that you know you can't get it all right down no, can't get it
1: up. well i had it pulled up and then you kind
0: of indicated no and i oh i got you. i dropped it you, 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 I'm keep, it to find it. you keep looking for it we'll let's go back to david though let's go back to letterman on the uh on the air uh,
6: more than a guy who's on television with me every night a, a great friend best friend and a wonderful guy yes thank you we, oh, no, wait a minute. <clears throat> we are going to continue in show business right. Next month, uh, be June in Las Vegas, which, by the way, is the time to go to Las Vegas. (laughs) Paul and I will be debuting our new act at Caesars Palace with our white tigers.
4: (laughs) Mm Thank
0: you, I just uh, was told the last guest tonight will be Jerry Seinfeld and Julie Louis Dreyfus are his final guest tonight.
6: Like I said, a lot of stuff uh, confuses uh, me, and uh, here's something else. I, I guess they're trying to be supportive. I guess they're trying to be well-meaning. You know that uh, show? It's not Jeopardy. It's the other one. Uh, uh, Wheel, of the Wheel, of Wheel, the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel the of Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. It's toss-up time again. It's our third of the night. Alright.
1: Good riddance to David Letterman.
0: <laughs> Take Holy this out again.
1: Cal. Okay, just as a side note, that yeah. was pretty impressive. There's two letters up on that thing and that guy guessed it.
0: Yeah, that was that was a joke though. It was a bit. It was.
1: Was it really? Yeah, it didn't. Oh, that didn't I really like, happen on. Weird I was half listening
5: and
0: looking at Twitter. I was yeah. like, "Wow, how did he get that?" How much do you think Paul Schaefer makes? Google oh, that. How much does Paul uh, Schaefer make? Is he the most way overpaid too much dude? Like, what an easy job. All right, let's go back to Letterman. All right, he's going to break now. Uh, he's kind of said coming up top ten list. Uh, I'm hearing Seinfeld and Julie Louise Dreyfus are his final guests. Foo Fighters are the uh, musical guests. All right, let's go to break here, too, then, since Dave's going to break. Yeah, let's go to not? break. All right, f- uh, no, don't call. We're going to finish up with Dave Letterman. We're going to honor the king. I'm going to sacrifice the last half hour of the Mark Aram show uh, to the legendary late-night talk show host. On Twitter, if you want to tweet at me, though, it's at Mark Aram. On Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Instagram, Mark Aram. One segment to go as we wrap up this and the David Letterman Show right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
2: Mark Harum on 95.5 and
0: AM 750, WSB. All right, start of the show. We'll uh, still give that, but I want to go dip into David Letterman again uh, on his final broadcast here on WSB, courtesy of CBS. Uh, Different than every
6: other viewer. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, folks, before uh, we let this thing get uh, too far down the road, I just want to uh, say a couple of things about Stephen Colbert. Uh, I'm very excited. I think he's going to do a wonderful job, and I wish Stephen and his uh, staff and crew nothing but the greatest success. So let's look forward to that. You know, part of the uh, what we have done on this uh, program, we would uh, we would get kids. I think this is Art Linkletter did this. Sure. In the previous millennium. Millennium, yeah. yeah. The kids say the darnest things. Kids I- say the darndest things. And we said, well, there's an idea we can steal. I see. And you it know, <laughs> won't make any difference to the kids, for no, heaven's sakes. Don't know, but... So we would spend a lot of time uh, going to various locations, sometimes inviting the kids here into the theater. Yep. And we would just chat with the kids. Mm-hmm. Here now, some conversations we had over the years with the kids. Kids love me. Oh,
0: they love you. Oh, they absolutely love you.
6: Watch this. Hi, kids. Hi, Hi, Dave. Dave. (laughs) How is mommy? Good. What's mommy's name? I don't know. Try and guess my favorite food. Now, come on. Come on. Just give it a try. Come on. Here, I'll give you a hint, all right? Pie. Try it. Try and guess my favorite food pie. Nope. Meatloaf.
1: (laughs) I started off with three ordinary day-to-day pickles.
6: Mm -hmm, Here we go. Where'd you get these ordinary day-to-day pickles? (laughs)
1: pickles. Is your
4: day-to-day
6: pickles. Uh, You can also get them in the month-long variety. Years and years ago, when I was in prison, Santa came to see us. Of course, in prison, they have no chimneys because the cons would be going over the wall left and right. Out and gone. You know what Santa brought me? No. A carton of Lucky Strike cigarettes. <laughs> and it was the very best Christmas ever. That's a nice story, isn't it?
1: It's a weird story. You
6: want hear the Thanksgiving story, Aaron?
1: Well, ja- Jackie goes to this special upholstery farm. <laughs> like, at least a hundred miles from here.
6: Uh, It's it's an upholstery farm? Yes. (laughs) And
1: she buys this 25 giant
2: turkey.
0: Oh, a poultry <laughs> farm. <laughs> <laughs> a poultry farm. Is that what it is? Uh, all right. <laughs> Classic David Letterman there <laughs> talking to the kids. It's the end of an era. It's the end of an era. Uh, thanks to the folks at CBS letting us dip into Letterman's final show. Uh, apparently, it's going to be 20 minutes longer than normal tonight, so if you set your DVRs for it, uh, check it out. All right, WSB, uh, Mark Aram, star of the show. Let's hear it.
5: And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Arams?
0: Of the show. Hi, I got nothing. I got nothing. I guess Alewine? No, we'll give it to you for working sick. Better. No, I don't deserve oh, it. come on. Alewine got us the CBS Audio. That's true. Alewine. So we'll give it to yeah, Alewine. Mark Alewine, the Mark Aram star of the show. Good stuff. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we'll have Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. Sorry for the uh, no uh, blessed or not blessed day with Lonely Tailgater. He's off on assignment with us um so godspeed to him again well wishes to longoria i don't know what else we got tomorrow chuck you got anything lined up (laughs) i'm sure we can come up with something (laughs) i love just asking you what do you got for the show tomorrow chuck yeah fun stuff all right i got nothing uh on twitter at mark arum on facebook mark arum wsb you've still got a full minute (laughs) i know i'm talking slow on Instagram. Uh, Mark Aram. Yeah, just Mark Aram. Can we go back to David Letterman and the kids? Let's give let's get forty seconds of Letterman and the kids.
6: Uh, and what what is that there that you're mixing it in? <laughs> Do you have any creepy kids in your class?
3: Well, Astrid.
0: She drives me nuts.
6: So she misbehaved? yes mm-hmm. does she does she ever throw things no is she is she a disruptive influence in class
0: no not really but mm-hmm. when she when she goes does out she the,
6: share her materials yes oh she does
0: yeah but when she goes out on
6: does the, she work well with others <laughs> mm,
0: sort
1: of mm-hmm. right but when she
6: goes is she out constantly th- interrupting
1: <laughs> you are
6: how many friends do you have
3: oh about none
6: no no you must have friends. A guy nope. like you?
3: Nope. I used to have friends. What'd you do? I accidentally pushed somebody down down the stairs and they got a bloody nose.
6: Do you think maybe there's a lesson to be learned here? Yeah. And what is that?
3: Accidents happen.
0: <laughs> Congratulations, Dave Letterman, on an amazing career. Good stuff, my friend. Good stuff. Godspeed. Real quick, you think Colbert's going to be any good,
1: Chuck? I'll give him a shot. I'll be interested to see because he's not going to do his Colbert stick. Yeah. It's gonna I gonna don't be a know. Thing. I honestly have no beat on him. We it. don't
0: know what's going to happen. No. Dad, what do you think? I think
1: he's going to be don't awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm still a chemo guy. All right. Go to sleep, little baby. News, weather, and traffic next. This was The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three, and internet.